Oh, Kirk, what's going on, man? Ho, ho, ho. It's Christmas time. Uh, it is. It, it is our favorite time of the year. We are, well, I am within 10 days of my first fantasy draft. Uh, you're not too far out either. No. Yeah. It's, uh, it's rapidly approaching. Yeah. So, actually, what we're going to do is is recap our and, and redo the rankings. So we've had some of the preseason and training camp to get through. So we are going to redo the rankings for all the positions to help you for your fantasy football draft. So Kirk, you ready to talk some fancy football? Yes, I am. Let's do it. All right, let's do it, man. Hey, before we get into, uh, into our consensus rankings, let's talk about some news. Uh, Rashad Penny, broken fingers, going to have to have surgery on it. So it looks like he – he will definitely miss all of the preseason may actually even miss a game or two to start. Um, having said that, are you drafting him in redraft leagues or are you, and are you going to take a look at Chris Carson? Yeah. Well, Chris Carson's the guy to look at his, his value would go down. Uh, I think a little bit uh, compared to Rashad Penny in, in the dynasty league, uh, but in the redraft leagues, um, yeah, I, I'm still looking at him, but he I can't imagine him holding it the entire year. Uh, I would think Rashad Penny is going to be uh, forced back into the lineup at some point if he's healthy. So um, possibly as a you know fourth or fifth running back, I would definitely take a chance on him. But I wouldn't rely on him the same way I'd rely on Rashad Penny. Hey, good news story, though. Uh, in our keeper league, in the auction keeper league, quick hits has Chris Carson. Oh my God, he has one player he can carry over. He is one starting player for the first two weeks. Right. I mean, he'll he'll at least be able to play him through all all of the preseason. At least, yeah. At least. All right. Uh, other than that, uh, Ben Roethlisberger concussion. He's out of the protocol now. Should be fine. He did not play tonight. Uh, Although in that preseason game, Pittsburgh and Green Bay, Jam- uh, Jamal Williams did leave the game. Uh, Kirk, do you know what type of injury that was? It was an ankle, injures ankle. They um, they haven't uh, obviously, you know, released any more information other than he left the game. So I'm sure more to follow on that. If it's a season yeah. injury, then uh, by process of elimination, Ty Montgomery will – have a lot of carries to start the season yeah i um it so if it is serious if, even if he misses any time here i think this is significant because i think you know people were looking for uh jamal williams to uh potentially run away with that job in the first two weeks because he has been looking good and and aaron jones is his main competition for that first and second down uh running back position uh, that that's kind of a big deal because I think if he misses any time, Aaron Jones, it's 50-50 on who wins that job. And I think Aaron Jones is actually more talented. Uh, I think Ty Montgomery has that third down slot kind of locked up. And now he is he's going to be very relevant uh, early on in the season. So yeah, keep an eye on that. Yeah, it seems as though that, that all three of these guys, when given the opportunity, have done pretty well. So, so you know, Green Bay's in a good spot to where they – have been able to play either one or any one of them and, and they've had some success. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember last year, uh, all three of those guys, Montgomery Jones and Williams all had multiple 
top 10 weeks when right. they started. So right. uh, that's a pretty good scenario there. It's just, you know, if it's a regular redraft league where your bench is only six players, you obviously can't carry them all. Right. Uh, all right. And then similar news, uh, uh, Samaj P. Ryan Kirk, you may know him as Samaj Perrine. Yeah. The uh, he, yes. He left the, uh, his preseason game uh, after a after a thirty yard run too, so got to monitor that injury. He's another one where you you kind of hope he would take that job from Rob Kelly after Darius Geis gets hurt, but uh, yeah, that may be a stumbling block there for him. Now here's uh, here's another. This one plays into uh, real life football as well as our dynasty league and even some of the redraft leagues. How how much? how much value do you put into James Conner's performance uh, in the preseason as far as in light of the, you know, the, the contract issue with Le'Veon Bell uh, and also yeah. in the dynasty league with the possibility of Le'Veon Bell going somewhere else in the off season. Oh, I will definitely, uh, I will definitely look to have him on both my teams for the keeper and dynasty league. And I, I'm fine stashing him for a year. If he can be a number one guy, I mean, you know, that's that's kind of the beauty of these deep, deep leagues. Uh, I think he looks – issues have never been talent. Uh, it's always been injury-wise. That's where I have the biggest concern with him. But Cancer. I think – What's that? Cancer. His biggest, yes. His biggest concern is cancer. <laughs> he's, got, he's, I, he's had cancer. So that – his twisted ankle doesn't bother him as much as getting cancer again. Sure, sure. Uh, aside from that, he has had some lower body injuries, which I guess are also a negative. Yeah, they're also cancerous. Yeah. Uh, so that is that's the concern with him. Nothing, nothing he does on the field. But yeah. uh, no, he he has looked great this preseason, and uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll I'd love to have him on both teams. Yeah, I could see him being a handcuffed guy that never ever sees the field, but is still valuable because once he goes, once Bell goes down or is gone, he's he's going to take the reins. He's it. Yeah, I would I would not take him in a redraft league though. I mean, I I'm only talking about next year's potential. Right. Uh, I'm not a big handcuff guy. Just, um, but yeah, we'll see. Someone's going to pick him. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, do you want to talk about Josh Gordon real quick before we get into running backs? Yeah, it looks like Josh Gordon has um, uh, is having some uh, issues other than substance abuse. His uh, baby's mama, um, I guess, has not been receiving child support payments, so he uh, could could face some jail time. Which I don't know how that's going to affect the season, um, but it certainly affects. I think I think that would. I think that would affect it a lot. If he's in jail, I, I think his fantasy numbers will go way down. Will they let him um, like have a conjugal visit be a football game? It's like the longest yard. Yeah. <laughs> will all the home games be played in, in, uh, in the jail <laughs> football field? <laughs> it was Bill, against Bill Romanowski and yeah. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh goodness! Hey, hey, you, you. I, it would make more sense if the Browns' home games were in a jail because that's what you feel like. You feel like you've lost on life because you're watching them lose again. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. Hey, let's uh, let's get into this. Uh, 
uh, we're going to go through our consensus top 15 running backs. We'll mention some, maybe some, some of the uh, lower ranked guys later as well. Uh, we'll get through this quickly. Uh, a lot of these top guys, there's not a need to, to really, uh, you know, belabor the points on them. We've talked about them all off season. Uh, you know, if you want a more in-depth show, you can go to our initial rankings. Um, there has been some, some fluctuation since we first did these rankings, I believe in, in May or June, or excuse me, uh, maybe April. Um, but, uh, but not a whole lot. So you ready to get to it? Yeah, well, uh, we do have one sponsor. Um, I want to shout out a uh, uh, thank, thanks to uh, Merriam-Webster, which is a uh, dictionary resource, um, to highlight today's word of the day, which is volatile. Uh, characterized by or subject to rapid or unexpected change. I think this is very key in, in, in today's uh, rankings. We could have some volatile athletes, um, especially to your roster. Uh, and also another definition is easily aroused. So hopefully none of these guys will easily arouse you or or are easily aroused themselves. But uh, just look out for uh, the volatile uh, running back uh, in today's word of the day. Thanks, Marion. All right. All right. Well, yeah, it's the first sponsor we've had in a while, so I guess I can't say anything bad about him. Nope. Uh, well, I am easily aroused by this first guy here, Le'Veon Bell. He is our consensus number one. I have him at number one. Kirk, you have him at number two. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, the last time uh, we had the show, it was still remained to be seen if the Steelers could ink him to a long-term deal. They failed to do that, so uh, very high percentages that he will not be a Steeler next year. So my opinion is the Steelers are going to run him into the ground, give him 500 touches. That's an exaggeration, of course, but a great offense. They're going to score points. Uh, he is the most consistent out of all the running backs with you know him and Ezekiel Elliott are the most consistent. That's why – even if he finishes, you know, his, his floor is still in the top five. So I'm very comfortable taking him number one. Uh, yeah, I would take him number one as well. Um, even if, even if I have him ranked number two, I mean, uh, I could, I could blindly pick him number one and number two, but his, his the really only knock is, is he doesn't play in the preseason. He doesn't go through training camp and he has a tendency to, to have a slow start, which would make sense because he's, getting back into things. So um, that's, that's really why he's, he's two in my book is Gurley's going to play from start to finish. And I think we'll overall have a better season, but you know, Bell will have to go through the growing pains in the first game. Yeah. So, so I guess when you look at it, so Todd Gurley is that we have two players tied at number two, Todd Gurley is one of those. So I guess when you look at Gurley uh, to me, he's less predictable because he did have, the you know, his rookie year was up and down then he had a a little bit of a disappointing year then last year obviously it was great so that's Would where you say the, he's volatile uh he is he is volatile uh <laughs> so that's where the risk comes in with him is he is both produced and he is underwhelmed where bell the risk is like you said not being at training camp and uh, more injury prone and uh, suspension pass. So both of them do carry some risk, uh, but Gurley, uh, the, the main reason I have him at number two 
is last year he scored 19 touchdowns. I And I just see that number going down by maybe five or six. So if he scores 13 touchdowns, that's still a great year. Uh, I think he'll still have a great season, but mm-hmm. I just don't see the Rams maintaining their scoring like they did last year. He broke a lot of long plays, and you just can't count on that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, wouldn't be surprised if he's number one because he is that talented, but I'm going with Bell. What do you like about Gurley? He is your number one. He is actually – actually, I have him at number four, um, but he is your number one, Kirk. You have him at number four? I do. Wow. Okay. Again, um, hey, just, so so just to let everybody know, these are assuming uh, PPR leagues. So right. go ahead. Well, and with that, with that being said, I mean, I, I thought PPR wise, I thought he had a, a pretty decent year. He had sixty four catches. He he almost got to eight hundred yards. Um, and like you said, he had six touchdown catches as a in as a receiving in the receiving category. That's the one that I think will fluctuate. Um, it's, it's attainable for him to get 13 touchdowns rushing. Um, so I, I don't see much of a drop-off in the rushing category. I think maybe in the receiving category, he's, he, may have, he may have more of a stable of uh, three to six catches, um, so, which is still pretty good for someone who's rushing for 1,300 yards. So I, I, I see him almost, almost as valuable as, as receiver as uh, Le'Veon Bell. Um, to that offense, not necessarily in the same category uh, comparatively to Bell, but to that offense, he's almost as valuable as Bell. Okay. As like a third. All right. So the, okay. Uh, So the, um, yeah, I would argue, I think Bell is actually, I mean, he's, he received the second most targets for the Steelers. I mean, he, he had, you know, he's averaging over a hundred targets a year where I think Gurley, Again, yeah, he had a great PPR season last year. I just don't see him maintaining that. Uh, the other player tied for number two is Ezekiel Elliott. I have him as my number two. Kirk, you have him in the, as number three. Um, a lot of people may not like that for PPR because he does not have the history of, you know, he, he's never had 64 catches like Gurley did. Uh, but Zeke, last year, missing six games, he still finished the season overall as number 10 on the year. He was... In his two seasons uh, in the NFL, he's been the number three running back in points per game in both seasons. He is as consistent as they come. He had one awful game last year against the Broncos where he had like nine yards rushing. Other than that, he's been a running back uh, number one or number two every game he's ever played. He is he is as consistent as they get. You know what you're getting, and that offense is going to run through him this year. Yeah, it's in watching, just reviewing just last year's stats, he either had a hundred yards rushing uh, or a touchdown in every game. Every game, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're getting you're getting a quality set of points, but yeah, uh, the targets just aren't aren't there. Last year, are they gonna? Is it gonna be better because Witten's gonna be out? They're gonna have they're gonna need him. One well, would think so. Uh, as a receiving back, but you just don't you don't know how Dak's gonna you know how he's gonna perform and and how he's gonna utilize Zeke. I would think he's gonna be uh, targeted, but I don't know. Well, yeah, they they lost. I mean, lost a, a huge chunk of their targets with Witten and Des Bryant going. Uh, they don't have talented 
pass catchers on that team, I think Zeke is going to be very involved in the passing game. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on. So number four, uh, he is my number three ranked running back for him at number four, and that is David Johnson. Again, I, I have the same concerns with him that I do with Gurley is that, you know, when he did have his number one season uh, two years ago, he had 20 touchdowns that year. That is not attainable that this offense is not as good as it was two years ago. So there's a lot of unknowns for him. He, you know, he hasn't played football in a long time, but the the two carries he had in preseason, he looked good. Not that that's, you know, we should judge by that, but I, I feel like, you know, with a wrist injury, um, no concerns about him coming back to full potential. Uh, and I think he can get that, you know, he can be up in the Le'Veon Bell 80 catch arena. So what do you think of David Johnson? I, I, I think that his season will start off uh, probably pretty good. He's got Washington with the first game and they, they have had a history of being awful against the run. Um, so he's going to have a good, good chance to, to start off um, the season. Well, um, I think he's, I think he's in the realm of, of Gurley and Bell and, and, uh, and Zeke, as far as the opportunities he should be getting. Um, so I think they're going to use him similar to those other guys, as far as being a pass catcher and a, and a rusher. So this will, this season will be the, the test of, if, if, if he's, if he's really that elite running back. So that's, that's partly why he's to four because his workload should be up to par with theirs, but I'm just not hundred percent sure if he's going to perform. Okay. So I feel like after those four guys there, that is a tier break. Like the, I really feel like you could take any of those guys as the number one overall pick and I, I wouldn't argue it. Right. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like these next guys are, you know, just the, the second tier running backs. We have three players tied for fifth in our rankings. Uh, the first one we'll talk about is Melvin Gordon. I have him as number five. Kirk, you have him as number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, re- the reason I have him as number five is because I think he is – the way he is similar in those top four running backs is that there is nobody to challenge him. He is a true three-down back. Yes, Austin Eckler is there to spell him and had some nice games uh, catching the ball. But in every game where Austin Eckler had a couple catches, uh, he never had more targets in a game than, than Melvin Gordon did. Uh, Melvin Gordon had 59 catches last year. He's going to score touchdowns. That offense is going to score. And I think he is the volume he's going to have is right up there with the tier one guys. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, you know, it, the way, the way I had him, had them ranked um, and just clear me up. I probably had Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, then Melvin Gordon. Is that how I had it? Correct. Okay. Um, I I think I, in just talking in those three, why why I feel Melvin is just just a step below is I think Alvin Kamara is more explosive um, of an athlete, and I I feel like because he's gonna he'll probably get more carries and more more reps in the beginning, he's gonna show that he's he's a more explosive athlete, and Saquon Barkley I think is just a level ahead of Melvin Gordon. I don't necessarily think that you are wrong. Uh, and Melvin Gordon could very easily be the fifth best run, best running back because he's going to get a workload. I just, I think he's just just a step behind them as far as physical skills. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Like I said, my, the reason I like Melvin Gordon is volume. He had three hundred and forty 
two touches last year, uh, finished in sixth point points per game last year and fifth the year before. So he has, you know, a history of being right around that five or six spot. And his uh, volume, his volume is actually almost identical as far as targets and carries to Todd Gurley. It, it, uh, they're, they're very, very similar as far as their targets out of the backfield and then their carries. It's not that much far off. It's just like, like we said, there's a teardrop of, you know, so yeah, workload's going to be a lot, but you know, he's just, he's just not up to, not up to snuff to those guys. Yet. Right. Um, so the next player, Alvin Kamara, you've already talked about him a little bit. You, uh, you have him at five. I have him at seven. Uh, the reason I have him down, he, I think he'll get more carries this year. I don't see him getting any more targets than he did last year. I mean, I think that's kind of the peak for a running back. Hundred, uh, yeah, he, I would say so. Yeah, he had a hundred targets, eighty-one catches. But the the main reason why uh, I have him down at seven is, again. He doesn't have the volume. You cannot expect the same efficiency that you had with Kamara last year. Uh, his yards, he, you know, he was averaging 6.1 yards a carry and over 10 yards of reception. That is unsustainable. He also had 13 touchdowns on, you know, 200 touches, which, again, is a very efficient and, and high number. And it speaks to his talent, but that's just not something you can bank on. I mean, if he proves it again this year, maybe he is just that special of a player but I will always go with the volume over, you know, numbers that seem to be a bit of an anomaly to me. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see, especially early in the year when there's no Mark Ingram. Right. Uh, how much they go with him. Yeah. And, and even last year it was, they were kind of tiptoeing around Alvin Kamara with, uh, with Adrian Peterson and, and Mark Ingram being the established runner there. Um and they kind of just were a little hesitant. And then once he was on the field, they kind of just said, all right, well, let's just keep going with him. I, I think his, his 120 carries last year, I'm not going to say they're going to double, but I, he's got to be over 200. I think um, they got to be using him at least 200 times. I still think they're phasing out of Mark Ingram, whether I agree with that or not. Um, well, he's, he's in a contract year. So I, I don't expect him to be back. So I think those first four games where Ingram is suspended are going to be very telling for how they plan to use Kamara in the future. If they don't trade Ingram in within, you know, that time period, that's, that's, that's my, again, that's just my, my hunch, my Adam Schefter hunch sure. that he's going to yeah. be traded. I, you know, uh, the only thing is I think that team can compete and I don't think they want to go into the playoffs and, you know, go for a Super Bowl with Terrence West as their second best running back. <laughs> uh, all right, finally, the last player we have tied for fifth is Saquon Barkley. We both have him at six. Uh, he, again, he's like the top guys where he has no competition for for touches. Wayne Gallman is a is a I think a very good running back to spell for a drive or two, but he is going Saquon's going to be a true third down uh, three down back. He has the potential to be the number one overall running back. So again, he's another guy. If if you know, especially in dynasty drafts, if you take him number one overall, you're not going to hear anything from me. Uh, he's going to get a ton of touches. You know, he does have a history of some, you know, uh, a tweak in a, a low, you know, lower body uh, injury here and there. He's already tweaked a little hamstring strain uh, in in training camp this week. So just something to keep an eye on, but. Again, if you really believe in him, no issues with you taking him above some of the other guys we've already mentioned. And and, and Pat Shermer's uh, short 
career as a head coach. Uh, he drafted uh, uh, Richardson in Cleveland and used him pretty effectively. And Barkley is definitely going to be uh, a step above uh, yeah. Trent Richardson. So I, I think he's going to use him heavily in the passing and in the, in the running, just, just to take the pressure off everybody else. So um, he's going to get the volume. All right. Two running backs tied at number eight here. We have Leonard Fournette. I have him at number eight. Kirk, you have him at number nine. Mm-hmm. Last year he was seventh in points per game. Uh, you know, interesting thing about him is we both had him at number six. Uh, and actually, the the other player who's tied here at number eight is Kareem Hunt. We both had ranked at number five when we first did these sh- shows. So uh, it looks like we're. Uh, I, I don't feel like I'm. I'm. I'm that I'm feeling worse about Fournette. It's just I like some other guys better. Uh, I think it just scratched the surface of what he can be next year. I think he's great. Again, he doesn't. He's in a PPR league. He's not going to get the catches of Melvin Gordon or Todd Gurley. Uh, at that level, you know, uh, TJ Yeldon, even uh, Corey Grant can come in there for that third down role. So he's he's going to be spelled. And again, he's a guy. Don't be surprised if he misses two or three games uh, when it counts like he did last year. Yeah, he was it was shocking watching that team play when he did not get the ball. They did not do well. And every time he got the ball, he was I mean, when they started feeding the ball, he produced and they produced. Um, he has a pretty good, um, target to reception ratio. He had 63 targets last year and he caught 53 of those balls. So, um, if that really, hopefully hopefully Patrick Mahomes can be similar in, in that category with him as well, which could be out. Are you talking about Fournette or, or, Oh shoot. I I clicked on Kareem Hunt. (laughs) I am sorry. Lord almighty. I'm looking ahead here. Um, let me let's go to Fournette. <laughs> yeah, I, so sorry. Yeah, there. Oh, you talk. <laughs> All right, Kareem Hunt. Uh, he is a guy we both had his fifth when we first did these. I I actually am getting kind of sour on him. I I think with Spencer Ware coming back. You know, I don't know what to expect from Patrick Mahomes or their new offensive coordinator. You know, I think Andy Reid is calling the plays again, and he's the one who kind of went away from Kareem Hunt in the middle of last year before he he relieved himself from his play calling duties. Uh, the other thing is, remember, Kirk, when you and I did the previews for for each division, we both predicted that the Chiefs were going to be bad this year. We both had them at the bottom of this division, and you know, in fantasy football, you don't pick running backs on bad teams. So that is why I'm starting. I don't know that I'll have cream hunt on any of my teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 it would have to, it'd have to be the right situation to get them on there. I, I mean, I think, I think if they, I think he's, he's got the talent that if they just use them in whatever capacity, he's able to show them that he's going to, he's going to be productive. Um, okay. Now right. I, I can, I can talk intelligently about Leonard Fournette if you would like. Oh, I, I don't know what you need to say. He's very good. Very good. Injuries. He He's yep. the type of player, though, that plays through injuries, which in fantasy football isn't always good um, because he'll, they'll ha- they'll roll him out for the season or for the game and and then pull him out if if, you know, if it doesn't work. And I'm not I'm not a fan of that um, or he'll just underperform. 
Uh, but he certainly has the right. ability with the touches to to go all out. He just he's just not a PPR guy. He is he is a standard league uh, stud as far as yards. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Uh, you know, very similarly, both Fournette and Hunt had uh, midseason uh, 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 stretches last year where they they just crushed your fantasy team. Right. Um, Whether it be injuries yeah, or just great. underperformance, yeah. All right, hey, let's get through these last ones here quickly. At number ten, we have Dalvin Cook. I have him at number ten. Kirk, you have at number eleven. Uh, he looked great in a small sample size last year. McKinnon's gone, so that that pass catching role is his. I think Latavius Murray will have value this year and may vulture some of those goal line touchdowns. But Dalvin Cook. Uh, I, I wouldn't be, you know, again, I wouldn't be shocked if, if he goes mid or late second round just because people don't know what they're getting with him, but I, I think he's worth a shot. Yeah, and, and if you're getting him at that that part, that time of the draft, um, it's it's definitely worth it, even though he could have an injury uh, that could ease the injury away from ending the season again because, you know, that's how those injuries go. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that uh, year break, I don't, not Dalvin Cook, but just above him, where where we had Fournette and Hunt. I feel like that's the second tier, and then Cook starts the the third uh, tier and beyond. Would you agree? Okay. Um. Yeah. I again, Cook is just so hard to gauge. I mean, I I know a lot of people are so high on him and may put him in that tier, but yeah, I I well. I actually put Melvin Gordon and Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley in the second tier. And then you I don't think down. and then and then Fournette and Hunt and then maybe you know these may be the tier four guys Got right it. now. Okay. Um eleven we have Jordan Howard. Uh, I have him at twelve, Kirk, you have him at ten. Uh you know, if you've listened to the show at all, you, it's not hard to figure out that we are both fans of his. He has worked on improving his pass catching and he needs to if he wants to be a running back number one. Uh, you know, they've had a lot of uh, turnover there, both with they've gained a lot of skill positions. So, again, he's a guy who scored nine touchdowns last year facing eight-man boxes uh, because they teams knew the team couldn't pass. Hopefully that will change, although they do have Trey Cohen as a pass-catching back, but we both like Jordan Howard. Yeah, and, and I, I, I do not remember when he was on our team last year, I do not remember um, – him being as wonderful in some of these games as he was. I mean, he, if they fed him the ball, he, you know, 138, 167, 125, 147, two touchdowns. I mean, he had some really, really good games last year. And like you said, with a bad offense and, you know, and a defense keying on him. So I think this year the pressure will be off a little bit. And I think you'll see this may be, this may be a steal if you're getting him, um, and, and we're ranking him in, you know, below the top 10. So this is, well, he, you know, he, he's a guy that just passes the eye test. He's just a very talented player and, you know, he can make something out of nothing. So, yep. Exciting. All right. Number 12, Christian McCaffrey. I have him at 11. Kirk, you have him at 14. Uh, he, the, the team's already said they want to get him over the 200 carries. He kind of had similar, you know, targets as, as, uh, Kamara last year, uh, you know, he had – actually, I think he had more than Kamara. He had 113 targets, 80 catches. You know, look for that to stay the same, but look for those carries to go up. And the, In the preseason game, they used him on the goal line for the first drive, which is great to see. 
they have signed C.J. Anderson, which C.J. Anderson is a step up from Jonathan Stewart, so a little bit of concern there. But yeah, uh, they have. They'll be fine. Anderson uh, expecting to take the lead role as a traditional running back. I mean, he's going to get a lot of those grunt carries um, that you know that McCaffrey you know is not not as good at. So I, that's why I drop him a little bit further down because I think C.J. Anderson's going to eat up a little bit more of his uh, his time than I guess everybody else thinks. Okay, 13, Devonta Freeman. We both have him at 13. Uh, he uh, he was the number 12 running back in points per game last year. Uh, just three years ago, he was the number one overall back. Uh, again, I think his volume will go. I just think this offense will go up. Uh, will be better as a whole the scoring the points will go up for this team um, so I just I just like the talent there I just I just you know I, I think he may be a value in the late second round as well yep I think he's going to get over the thousand yard mark in 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 uh in uh running or in uh yards I think uh which will help him all right so this one we have a little bit of disparity on here so LaShawn McCoy comes in at number 14 I have him at number 16. Kirk, you have him at number 12. Last year, he was in ninth in points per game. Uh, they still are unsettled on who the starting quarterback that is there. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, having Tyrod, a running quarterback last year or the last couple of years, that helps the running back historically for fantasy. You know, he is at that 30, 31-year-old age mark, so that uh, you've got to wonder if he's hitting the, the wall there. Uh, he was still great last year. Nobody's there going to threaten him for touches. They, I guess, other than they have Chris Ivory. Uh, the the reason I, I probably have him a little bit lower, and, and Kirk, you you've lowered him from your yeah. initial rankings as well. Is 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 potential pending legal trouble, which there's no, the league has not commented on that now. If if there is going to be any potential suspensions, I I even think though that even if he was in the wrong for for that incident, it feels like this one may, he may not face anything this year that this will drag on for a bit. Cause it, I think this case is a little bit more complicated than, you know, getting pulled over for, you know, drunk driving or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His, his value in the top 15 is just volume. Um, I have a hard time believing that, that they're going to ignore him. I think they're going to use him, uh, as much as they possibly can. Last year, he he had you know 287 carries and 77 targets in the passing game. I expect all of that this year, if, yeah. if not more. So if if he does have a drop off in physical skills, maybe his his numbers will suffer. But I think he's going to get because he didn't have he didn't have a steady diet uh, of fantasy points. He would he would go up and down, up and down. So, but overall, he's going to get a ton of volume. Yeah, I just I think that may be the worst, the worst team in the league, the Bills. That's that's what I predicted, and you know, none of their quarterbacks have given me reason to believe that that that's not. Going hey, to be hopefully the case. they can throw to throw to a running back out of the backfield. That'd be nice. All right. Uh, finally, our last one here at fifteen, a guy who is I think rapidly rising in our charts and that's joe mixon i have it 14 kirk you have it 15 again he did not look great last year he was inefficient but he was still better than jeremy hill and Gio bernard on that 
historically bad uh, Cincinnati Bengals team who lost two Pro Bowl offensive linemen. Uh, their line has improved. They have some exciting weapons in the pass game now, and Mixon came in slimmer into camp. Uh, he had a great catch and run for a touchdown in his first preseason game. Uh, this is this is solely based off potential and nothing we've really seen yet. But uh, I am willing to take a stab on him. Yeah, he's he's in a, he's in the AFC North, which you know, uh, the later later parts of the year is cold and carries and backs are uh, more important. So I think uh, I think he's 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 going to get the volume and he like you said, there's nobody else there that's going to threaten him um, at this point for carries. Uh, so I think they're going to use him quite a bit. All right. Very good. Well, Hey, that, that wraps up our show. Uh, you know, I think instead of mentioning some of the later round guys or, or potential sleepers, we, maybe we'll just dedicate a show to that for, for late round gems, uh, closer to draft time. But, uh, Kirk, you have anything in closing you want to talk about? Volatile. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Okay. Hey, well, that's all for the Fancy Boys. We're signing off. And fading out. <laughs> <laughs>